Oh, what a night. Late is even though it's daytime, I'm singing Oh, what a night. What a dork. Oh, what a dork. Hey, welcome everybody to the Harlan Highway. My name is Harlan William, and you've been listening to my podcast, man. So rock it out. Uh, thanks for showing up, gang. Uh, quite the show today. We are uh, we're going to be discussing um, a, a, an underwater adventure that I went on. I actually got to uh, go uh, diving with an old shipwreck in an exotic part of the world. I'll tell you about that. Also, we're going to be talking about lying. Ha- have we become a culture of liars? Has lying become acceptable? Is lying just part of the norm nowadays in the United States? It kind of feels like it. We're going to talk about it. And then uh, former President Bill Clinton will be calling in to talk about uh, lying and some of the, uh, the work he's doing around the world, uh, some of the, uh, the uh, charity work he's doing around the world in Haiti and Africa and places like that. So should be a, an incredible show, lots to talk about, a great guest, a former president, President Bill Clinton, calling in later in the show. Put your helmets on. This is the Harland Highway. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce the Harland Highway. I promise you, I will please you all. Believe me. What is he like? What's he like anyway? Oh, he's an angel. He's an angel straight from heaven. You're going to need a bigger potion. You're listening to Harlan Williams. Why don't you give me a name and a face? And a reason why! Oh man, what do you expect? The guy's a gigolo, man! <laughs> it's over, Johnny. It's over! Nothing is over! You just don't turn it off! You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. Weird. Just plain weird. You know what I mean? I'm still alive. Well, I'll tell you what I won't give you, you muckers! I won't give you the satisfaction of saying that I'm sorry! Welcome to the Harland Highway. Oh, you get your money's worth, believe me. But I want to say one thing to the American people. Okay. I want you to listen to me. I'm uh-huh. going to say this again. Okay. I did not mm-hmm. have sexual relations with that woman. Okay. Miss Lewinsky. Okay. I never told anybody to lie. Right. Not a single time. Okay. No. These allegations mm-hmm. are false. Okay. And I need to go back to work yeah. for the American people. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, I, I wanted to touch on that, that, that lie from the president because I remember way back when, when the beloved president of the United States stared into the television cameras and told America that he wasn't lying, that he didn't have sex with Monica Lewinsky, that he was telling the truth and he had to get back to work for the country. And then they busted him with some DNA and he had to go on TV again and tell everyone he lied. And I said way back then, I said, wow, this this is probably going to blow the door open on people lying more and more. And I know we had a taste of it with Nixon. 
But back then, media wasn't such a monster, and politics wasn't such a monster, and and uh, you know Nixon got caught, and he paid for. He eventually had to admit what he did, and he paid for it with his presidency. He 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 resigned, man. He was out skis. But uh, Clinton, on the other hand, clawed and scratched and fought to hold on to his power and his reputation, and and you know lied. Lied to the world, lied to his country, and I thought I remember back then when it happened. I thought, man, this this is really going to open up the door for Americans in general because whether you like to think you're influenced by politics or politicians or your president or not, I think there's a subconscious in all of us where we've been programmed and we've been raised to kind of uh, think of our leaders as leaders, especially the president, that, that they, are, uh, they are icons, that they are the moral compass, that they are our guide. And some people believe it full-heartedly and some people don't believe it at all, but I think in everybody there's a little nugget of falling into that mindset. And so when Clinton pulled that huge lie which was kind of a sleazy lie. In fact, not kind of. It was a huge sleazy lie. I feel like, and I said it back then, he opened the door for Americans and other people of prominence and people in positions of authority and of stature to lie. Because once you see the president do it and you realize how he did it with such a stone-cold face, you know, came off as very convincing when he said, I did not have sex with that woman. But then when you find out the truth, you go, wow, that guy, you know, he kind of tricked all of us. But turns out he was a big liar. And so I guess the reason I'm bringing it up, because I was thinking more and more about the Brian Williams thing, the, uh, the news anchor. I know it happened about a month and a half ago. Brian Williams gets caught lying on uh, on TV about about his uh, his involvement in in the uh, in the Iraq War and his news coverage and all this and that, and I guess it was a lie he'd been perpetuating for quite a long time. He'd been telling his stories over and over again, and uh, I often wonder if if Clinton helped turn a page when it came to people's honesty and integrity. And, and I'm not talking about, you know, people go, well, he was the best president ever, and his approval rating was this, that, and that. It doesn't matter. I don't care about all that. I'm talking about the lie. And when your leader lies so blatantly, what is the ripple effect? What is the trickle-down effect to his constituents, to the people that voted for him, to the people that follow him? And as I said, whether it's... it's uh, conscious or, or in, in your unconscious mind, uh, did it affect you? Did it, did it make lying seem more acceptable? And uh, did, it, did it make lying easier for you to do? Because it's, in a way, it's almost like catching your mother or father in a lie, right? It's like, well, daddy just lied, so why can't I lie? Mommy just lied. I'm going to lie, too. And, uh, and so I wonder, I wonder, I wonder what the effect is on the country, on people in general. And, and I, I think, I think, you know, from my perspective, I find that people seem to lie more easily nowadays. 
people seem to lie more quickly. People seem to lie without really having a conscience. People seem to get caught in lies. And before it used to be, uh, you know, an embarrassment. It used to be humiliating. And now it's just like, yeah, okay, so you caught me. Now what? What do you want to do? Okay, I lied. So it's a lot colder. It's a lot, uh, I don't know. It's 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 a lot more, um, what's the void I'm looking for? It's, it's a lot more kind of premeditated and becoming more part of the culture, I think. Not everybody, but to those who, who have a, a propensity for lying, I feel like it's, it's become a convenient little thing that's, uh, that's almost accepted. And, and, and it almost, because it's done a lot more, I find that people in general are more accepting of lying. Whereas in the older days, people would be, oh, my God, he lied. I can't believe it. Oh, my God, she lied. And now it's just like, yeah, she lied like 12 times. So anyways, you want to get a coffee? Like it's, it's, it seems like it's not a big deal anymore. Like being dishonest isn't a factor anymore. Very interesting. Uh, who is it? Oh, we've got Bill Clinton on the line. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, it looks like Bill Clinton's calling in. I guess he's listening to the podcast and he's ups- he's upset, Roger. Okay. I'm willing to talk to the guy if he wants to talk. Okay. Here we go. Uh, we're going to put uh, ex- ex-former president Bill Clinton on the line to talk about lying. Uh, hello, sir. Mr. Mr. Uh, president, former President Clinton. Are you there, sir? How are you, Harlan? Uh, I- I'm great. Uh, I heard that you were listening to the podcast, sir. Yes, I was. Actually, I was. And I want to say to you that I am not a liar. Well, sir, I mean, you were caught red-handed with your hand in the cookie jar, so to speak. My hand was not in the cookie jar, okay? My hand was in Monica Lewinsky's honey hole. I'm sorry, sir. I mean, my... What did I just say? You said your hand was in... I don't believe I did say what I just said. Well, you just said your hand was in Monica Lewinsky. Who? Monica Lewinsky, sir? I don't know who that is. Now, if we could just stick to reality... Well, Monica Lewinsky, sir, is the woman that you... I don't know that name. I don't know that. Is that a man or a woman? So that, that's Monica Lewinsky is a woman that... Well, I've never heard of her. Now, let's get back on point, Harlan Williams. Okay. I am not a liar, okay? Can we just get that straight up? Okay, well, uh, I mean, sir... I am standing here in Haiti, okay, and I'm working with people that are still suffering from the after effects of the earthquake that devastated this small, tiny island community. And I am helping put up houses right now as we speak. Are you, t- are you telling me you're on a construction site there in Haiti, sir? That's right. I've been hammering. I've been roofing. I've been installing beams and flooring for the last six days. Okay, well, I'm hearing some noises in in the background, sir. That's the hammering 
and that's the people working the tools, and I have been up on the roof. I have been hammering shingles myself. Well, actually, sir, those sounds, it sounds, I hate to say this, sir, it sounds like a casino. I am, what? I said it sounds like you're in in a casino, sir. Uh, now, if you're suggesting for one second, Harlem Williams, that I am at the Bellagio Casino in Las Vegas right now, playing blackjack with a couple of girls from out of town, and I'm about to go into the $75-a-dish buffet. That would be slander, sir. I didn't say anything about a couple of girls from out of town. Are you with a couple of girls from out of town? I am not with Karen and Cindy. I don't know. I have no idea who you're talking about. Who the hell are Karen and Cindy? Who? You just said Karen and Cindy. Who's that? Karen and you said you were you were not with Karen and Cindy from out of town. No, I'm not. I'm not with Karen and Cindy from out of town. Why would I be with Karen and Cindy from out of town at the Bellagio Casino when I'm here in Haiti helping these poor people? They're destitute, they're hungry, they don't have running water. And I pick up your show and somebody has the nerve to call me a liar? Well, sir, I mean, I, I, when did you get to Haiti? Pardon me? You said you're in Haiti. I did. Yes, you said you're fixing houses in Haiti, sir. That's exactly what I'm doing. You see, right there. I'm fixing houses, and, uh... Uh, Are you with Hillary? Are you you with anyone? Uh, uh, who do you mean? Well, I don't know. Did you just go by yourself? Uh, no. uh, I got Sean Penn right here. Sean Penn, I know he's done a lot of work in Haiti, uh, and he's with you now? Uh, yes, he is. In fact, he's up on a roof. Uh, He's hammering some shingles in a roof right now. Let me call him Sean. Sean. Yeah, he, okay, he's waving to me right now. Okay, um, so you're with Sean Penn. And, uh, I think who else is here? Oh, yeah, there's, uh, uh, Puff Daddy. You're there with Puff Daddy? Uh, and, uh, oh, there's, uh, there's, uh, Prince Charles. Prince Charles is with you. That's right. Puff Daddy, uh, Sean Penn, and Prince Charles. And, oh, my God, there's, uh, there's, uh, oh, that's Abraham Lincoln over there. Okay, Mr. Clinton, where are you, sir? I'm sorry? Where, are you in, are you in Las Vegas? Uh, I, I could be. If you want me to be, I could be in Las Vegas if that, I mean, if, you know, if, if I, I am not in Las Vegas, okay? Let me tell the American people right now, I am not in Las Vegas. Yeah, hang on. Yeah, Heine- Heineken. Heineken. Yeah, bring, bring, hold. Hold on. Bring one for the girls. Girls? Yeah. Couple of screwdrivers. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, what we got was hammering the roof. I just heard you order drinks for a couple of girls. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. Well, why are we back on that again, sir? Well, I thought that's where this was all headed. Sir, are you... You know what? I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a ping on your cell phone, and I... What do, you, what do you mean, a ping? 
I'm going to track your cell phone and see where you really are. Okay, I got to go. Oh, someone needs me. Oh, little boy fell off a roof. I'm going to go get mouth-to-mouth resuscitation to a little Haitian boy. Hold his head up, Sean. That's right. I'll be right there. Okay, thank you. Hold on, sir. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Did he hang up? Oh, for God's sake. What what was that all about? The guy says he's in Haiti. Or Haiti. He was clearly at a casino. What a load. He's gone, right? Unbelievable. Nothing ever changes. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. One cheeseburger with everything coming up. Hello? Hello? Hey, Harlan. Uh, this is Brian. Uh, you're back. Um, this elephantitis thing is batshit crazy funny. Uh, I haven't even finished listening to it yet. <laughs> I have to hang up and finish listening to it. But uh, this is the Harland Williams that I know. Just crazy, off the wall, batshit crazy stuff. <laughs> Thanks for the fun. Bye. Hey, what's up, Harlan? This is Drew. And Clarissa. Hey, how you doing, man? Um, We just love you, man. We watch Package Deal and just crack up every time Sheldon says anything. We wish Barbecue Eddie would call us because we love to slap around some ribs. And maybe we could grab a Heineken. We're just looking for a friend to have a barbecue. We're about to get married and would love to see her at our wedding, man. Okay, write this down. March 13th um, at uh, 300 Field Park, Arizona. Yeah, we know you're probably not going to make an appearance because you're busy, man, and we we just love you. So uh, we understand (laughs) it's not going to be. Anyways, you prove, man, you have a great heart, and you prove that one person can turn a frown upside down. Chicken Chicken. (laughs) Well, thank you, guys and gals. Uh, Let's deal with the first phone call first. Brian, thank you for uh, your kind words. Uh, Brian was cracking up. I think it was uh, the last podcast or maybe two podcasts back. I did a a interview with uh, the Elephant Man, and uh, he was caught at the local zoo doing something inappropriate in front of the elephant enclosure. Uh, You can go listen for yourself if you want to hear more. Uh, Thanks for the call. And also um, to you young newlyweds. Oh, my gosh. Uh, First of all, congratulations. Um, That is exciting, fantastic news for the both of you beginning your journey together as husband and wife. All I can do is is wish you uh, nothing but the best and good luck, and uh, I hope uh, I hope I can pass on that sentiment from all the other pavement pounders listening. Um, and wh- how kind of you to invite me to your wedding! Wow, what an honor indeed. Uh, unfortunately, obviously, I missed the big day. Um, I was not able to make it on March thirteenth. Uh, it uh, was not possible for me. I actually went away on a little vacation to the tropics. And uh, I'm going to tell you a bit about that 
uh, right now, actually. But uh, before I did that, I wanted to tell you guys, uh, hey, congrats. Have a great life together. Much, uh, much uh, love and happiness being sent your way. All right. And thank you for thinking of me. I would have been the weird guy standing awkwardly at the uh, wedding, not knowing anybody. But then aren't I always that guy? Hello. Um, but anyways, yeah, I wanted to tell you guys, I went on a little, uh, vacay to Aruba, Aruba, little tropical island that's off the, uh, northern east tip of South America. And, um, it's a small little island. I think it's only like six miles long and like f- three miles wide or something ridiculous. So it's one of those real tiny islands that's, uh, totally focused on the tourism trade. And uh, it, it was a great place. White sand beaches, soft sand, palm trees, the wind blowing, the tropical breeze blowing, all that stuff. Kind of your your typical, you know, resort, um, island vacay type of thing. But but one thing that really stood out for me uh, at, at, uh, at Aruba, which was really cool, I, I got out on a boat and went snorkeling. And uh, we actually went diving. Uh, on an old shipwreck. Uh, I can't remember the name of the ship. The guy running the tour told us what it was, and I forget because I was so excited to get in the water. And uh, apparently this was a boat that uh, that was uh, active during uh, the war, World War II. And uh, I guess what happened is it, you know, as you know, Aruba is uh, was kind of settled by the Dutch, I believe. And this was a Dutch war boat, and the, uh, what happened is the Germans uh, commandeered it and basically uh, gave the Dutch sailors like 24 hours to get off the ship. They were going to uh, take over this giant ship, and I think it's something like 160 or 215 feet long, something enormous, a, a very big boat. And it was an old steamship, and... Uh, and so the captain of the boat got half his crew off to land. And then according to history, he, he kept a bunch of the crew members on. And before their 24-hour uh, period was up, they went down. The captain went down with some of his crew, and they flooded They flooded the, uh, the engines. They got them running so hot that they, they exploded. And basically, the, the Dutch sailors and the captain jumped off the boat and swam into shore before the explosion occurred, but they facilitated the explosion and uh, and basically um, denied the Germans the ability to, to commandeer their, 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 their vessel. And so this beautiful, uh, really enormous warship was just kind of wasted and sunk to the bottom of, of the sea. And, uh, and so... Uh, we went, uh, we went and snorkeled and got to dive down and, and look at this, this boat. And, oh, my God, it, it, it's really, I don't know if you've ever been in a haunted house or a creepy old mansion or something like that, but it was just a haunting visual to, to go down and, 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 and dive near this boat. I don't know if you've ever seen the, the footage of the guys that found the Titanic and they go down with the cameras and, and the boat comes into view and you can see the barnacles and the, the coral growing and the, and the uh, 
all the, all the little sea critters and fish swimming around and and um, you know the, the the portions of the ship are still intact well that's what this looked like it's like kind of like you're swimming along in the water and all of a sudden this hulking mass comes into view and you start to see shapes and you start to see railings and you start to see turrets and you start to see portholes and and giant bolts and big chunks of metal and sides and bows and masts and oh my god it was very very haunting and almost supernatural and and the way the light reflects down through the water and and the fact that the water's so silent and here's this hulking boat just kind of sticking out of the the bottom of the ocean floor and you can't help but wonder like who was on it what are the stories who built it why is it there and uh, you just see these fish kind of floating around it and you see sponges and coral growing off the side and it really fills the imagination with a, a bunch of incredible imagery and um, you know it, it really kind of it struck me a lot harder than I thought it would I thought oh yeah we'll go see a rusty old chunk of boat but in reality, it was it was very moving, and it was it was very intense. I found it to be, uh, you know, my imagination started to fill in all these blanks, and you know, you, you almost wondered if you could hear the souls of the dead, or or uh, you could hear the cries of the the sailors. Well, I guess in this case, nobody really died, from what I was told. But but you can't you can't help but look at an old ship and think of dead sailors so i i guess i had to kind of fabricate that but um really fascinating and it almost gave me the bug like while i was while i was swimming along the length of this boat it really uh it really grabbed my attention and and i i thought am i am i like hooked on did i just find my calling did i just did i just find a new interest in life do i want to do i want to like spend the rest of my life like searching for old boats in the water it was quite fascinating and, and it kind of made me realize why these people are so obsessed with finding you know the, the titanic and and other missing boats even amelia Earhart's uh, airplane that went down in the south pacific apparently what they think i i, I kind of got it it all clicked uh just how fascinating that that recovery mode is and 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 coming upon these vessels must be a real sense of uh, accomplishment a sense of history uh, a sense of uh, finality maybe a little bit of closure but uh, you, you can't eliminate the eeriness and and the supernatural feel that that the uh the depths of the ocean create so uh you know that was pretty much the highlight of my my uh, trip down to uh, to Aruba, as far as the touristy stuff goes, the rest was pretty much the standard, you know, type of thing: swimming in the water and hanging by the pool and that kind of deal. But uh, just a real delight. If you've never kind of done any diving or snorkeling with with any kind of sunken vessel, I highly recommend uh, the experience. And uh, I'll leave it right there for your imaginations to uh, fill in the blanks. What? He's on the phone again? No, he's not. No. Okay, put him through. <laughs> Hello? 
Oh, are you there, sir? Form, former President Clinton, are you there, sir? Hello, Harlan. How are you, sir? Uh, yeah, yeah, we had you on the line, uh, and you, you, you hung up uh, on us, sir. I, I did not hang up. Uh, there was a uh, technical glitch. Okay, well, uh, why are you phoning back, sir? I was on the boat uh, that you were referring to, the one that sank off the, uh, the coast of Aruba. Wait a minute, you, you were what? I, w- I was on the boat. I was one of the sailors on the boat that uh, we went down into the steam room. The, uh, they, the Nazi uh, Germanies were coming to get us, and they gave us a little time to get off the boat, and we went down and sabotaged the whole boat. Well, wait a minute, you were there? Yes, sir, I was on that boat. So that was in World War II. I'm sorry, it was when? World War II, sir? That's right. WW2. I was on that boat. I was a young sailor. So you would have had to have been... I don't think you were born yet, or you would have been four years old. Well, I clearly... (laughs) Okay, clearly... Clearly, your forte isn't mathematics, <laughs> because I, I, I was on that boat. Well, what was the name of the boat, sir? Uh, the, the, the uh, well, uh, that was the, uh, the, uh... Uh-huh. The, the, the Edmund uh, Fitzgerald. It was the Edmund Fitzgerald uh, sunk by the Nazi German... Sir, the Edmund Fitzgerald, the, 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 the boat that was made famous by the Gordon Lightfoot song... Uh, that, that's it, and it's no wonder he sang about that boat, because it was drama on the high seas. We were out in the middle of the ocean, uh, and... Sir, the boat, the boat is less than a mile offshore. Well, have you ever heard of tides, Mr. Williams? Have you ever heard of the current pulling a boat uh, closer to shore? Sir... The Edmund Fitzgerald was sunk by a storm in the middle of Lake Superior, one of the Great Lakes. Well, you say tomato, I say potato. I mean, tomato or potato. I... Sir, I, where are you, by the way? Are you are you still in Haiti? Uh, no, no. Uh, I am now in uh, Africa. Uh, I am in a small uh, village in Africa, a destitute village. Uh, we are I'm right now, as we speak, I am administering uh, malaria medicine to a young girl who's laying here trembling in the heat, flies all over her face. Okay, because I hate to say this, sir, but it sounds a lot like it sounds like you're at a strip club. I hear. I'm, I'm sorry, what? I hear music in the background. What was that? I, I, I don't know. That Maybe that was the little girl. No, it sounded like an, an announcer bringing out a dancer at a strip club. Well, that that's preposterous. This is a small town. There's no strip clubs. Uh, we are in the middle of a malaria outbreak. And uh, what, what small town is it, uh, Mr. President? Uh, uh, it's uh, it's an African uh, town. It's a village, really. So it might not even be on a map. Well, sir, everything is on a map. Can you give me the name of the the African village? Uh, it's Ukamaka Kulanka Akaluka Pankawa. 
Okay, sir. Uh, wh- what strip club are you at? I'm at the Spearman. Uh, I am in Africa, and I am dealing with a malaria outbreak now. Sir, you did not. You were not on the warship. You were not in Haiti with Sean Penn. Are you there with some girls again? I am not. I repeat, and you, you listen to me real close, United States of America. I am not at the Spearman Rhino with Christine, Daphne, or Suzette, okay? I have not had a private VIP lap dance with Sean Wika, okay? Now, I am... Sir, those are very specific names, and I think I hear rap music and people cheering in the background. Well, there's a really nice dance. Uh, uh, Sorry, sir. I I better get going. No, if you could just uh, t- tell me who you're with right now. I am here, okay? I am here with some doctors and some nurses from Red Cross from the United Nations, from the Red Cross Foundation, and we are talking. Hang on a second. Yeah, Heineken. Yeah, get get me a Heineken. Yeah, Sean, Sean, Chica, what do you want? Uh Uh-huh. Christina. Okay, apple apple martini and a sex on the beach. Yeah. Hello. Sir, what was that? I'm sorry. I'm I'm just... uh, we're working with some children here. I think I just heard you ordered drinks for some strippers. Uh, I, I've got to go. Uh, it looks like we've got, oh, my God, some uh, wild hyenas that just attacked a couple of villagers. A couple of little village boys are being eaten alive by hyenas, and so I've got to go. No, don't hang up, sir. Oh, my God, they're ripping their legs off. Oh, my God. Don't hang it. Don't you don't. No. Okay, she did it again. He's just, he's a liar. President, former President Clinton, just out and out lying again. He said, the guy's at the Spearman Rhino. Says he, oh God. Okay, that's it. Get him off. Let's, let's end the show right there. Jeez. Some things never change, I guess. Good night, Nelly Furtado. Um, yeah, let, let's end it, Raj. I can't take any more of that BS. Um, thanks for being here today, folks. Uh, here's a few announcements that uh, might be of interest to you. I certainly hope so. If you want to leave me a phone message, you know the number, 323-739-4330. Or you can go find that number at the website, harlandwilliams.com. And uh, you can call and leave a message, as our previous callers did. You can invite me to your wedding. Your funeral, your rocket launch, whatever. Um, And you can leave me a message on the answering machine, or if you want to write me, you can write me at harlowwilliams.com. What else can I tell you? Uh, Let's look at some stand-up comedy dates. Uh, Nothing until April, but uh, April 9th through the 11th. Uh, I will be in Cleveland, Ohio at Hilarities. Get your tickets online at harlowwilliams.com. You can go to my uh, stand-up comedy tour link and get reserve your tickets ASAP. Wednesday, uh, April 22nd, I will be in uh, Nova Scotia at the Halifax Comedy Festival. And then the very next day, I will be in Connecticut 
April 23rd through 25th at Comics with an X, Comics in Connecticut. And then the following week, April 30th to May 2nd, I will be in Ottawa, Canada at Yuck Yucks. Oh my God, haven't been there forever. So uh, come check out the kid in action. Uh, check out our store while you're online. Uh, all kinds of cool merchandise, T-shirts, music, books, all kinds of fun stuff. Also, uh, some digital downloads. My latest uh, comedy download. It's a. Uh, it's all recordings of me live at clubs across the country uh, dealing with hecklers and kook balls in a live setting at the comedy clubs. It's only $1.99, and uh, you download it. It's all yours. Lots of laughs there. Um, what else can I tell you, gang? Um, that's about it for now. Um, thank you for being here. Thank you for your letters, your phone calls. Thanks for listening. Share the podcast with your friends. Send them a link. Tell them to listen to the Harland Highway podcast. And uh, until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky.